Uh, thank you, Chris, for that awesome testimony. You guys have to have to ask the rest of the team what their story was. I'm telling you, when you ask them, they're going to share some testimonies, and you're going to be blessed. Uh, their stories are your stories. Amen. And I just want to thank Etel One Campus for all of your support, your financial, uh, your prayer support to all the mission trips, all five teams. You all came back today. Thailand just t uh, touched down earlier this morning. And so seriously, you guys, we're, we're part of an amazing house. Amen. And uh, the cool thing about these five trips is we got to see the other amazing houses that God is building up. And we got to partner with them and encourage one another. And let me tell you, I mean, I'm sure all of the houses that we were able to, all the churches that we ministered to, I'm sure they were encouraged. But I know that I know that New Philly was encouraged. That every mission team that was sent out walked out of the missions field encouraged, knowing that God is doing a powerful work, not only here in Korea, but all over the world. And so it's so incredible to see, to just get your eyes open, even in a remote, tiny little area, that God is doing something powerful, that he's not limited by what the world is limited in. It could be remote. It could take forever to get to a certain location, but you end up going and boom, all of a sudden you see the presence of God. I remember one trip to, um, I think it was in Cambodia, we uh, took a long bus ride, and we were going up this mountain. It was this remote, really remote area. And as this bus was kind of like bumping up and down, as we get closer and closer, we could hear singing. And we hear the singing get louder and louder and louder. And by the time we actually got there, we were at a Bible school, and everyone was already in worship. And it was incredible. Just on the way, we were like, where are we? We're in the middle of nowhere. And on the way to this Bible college, we see idols. We see little altars, you know, made for idol worship. But lo and behold, the closer we get, we just hear the worship of God just being raised up. And it was powerful. God is doing an incredible work all across the nations. And it's just a privilege to get to be a part of that. Amen. Um, Randy shared his testimony out in, uh, Hillside. It was awesome. We call him pastor Randy cause he was, you know, preaching up there. Um, it was amazing. And, um, just to hear Chris's side as well was so incredible. I just feel like each team member has a story to tell. And so I just want to encourage you guys when the testimonies get published, they're going to be available to you guys on the website shortly. Make sure you guys read through all of them. It's going to be insane. Um, yeah, and so I'm so happy to be back. Pastor Christian and I have been, like, traveling for about a month. We've been all over the place. We've been in the States, uh, back in New York, where I'm from. Uh, we've been to Philly, uh, Kansas City. We got to see Brian and Jane get married, and, man, they're dark. What the heck? <laughs> wow, how was Borokai? It was good? I'm sure it was good. Um, so the honeymooner is here, and uh, we got to uh, come back for one Sunday, and then we were off to uh, Hong Kong. We had a nice long layover in Hong Kong. We got to reconnect with some of our friends there. And, uh, and then we headed to Australia, which was incredible. Um, and I just wanted to share a little bit about the theme that I'm seeing happening throughout all of these missions trips. And I just feel like it's a thing that God is saying to the house right now. And it's very simple. It's God delights when his sons and daughters step out. He delights. 
You know, it's so funny because a lot of this Australia missions trip, I mean, of course, Christian and I, we had the privilege of speaking. Uh, Christian was invited to come out to a, a English ministry of a church, Sydney Full Gospel Church. They have an English ministry, uh, FLM, Full Life Ministries. And uh, he was invited to speak at their conference a year ago. Right now it's winter. And so it's their winter conference. He was invited to speak last year and he brought a team with them and they invited him back this year. And so it was just so awesome to see the way that they stewarded the fire that was released the year before. And it's kind of like a common theme that you'll hear throughout all of the missions trips. It wasn't something where we had to kind of like, you know, start a new fire. It was God was, he was already building it up and we got to come in and just kind of fan it, you know, just take a piece of paper and just fan that into a greater flame. But God was already moving. And so it was so incredible to see that God was doing something powerful already in FLM. Uh, they took the fire that was released last year, and they've just continuously uh, been building that up. And now it was time to come and encourage them some more. And uh, it was awesome. It was so amazing. And uh, Pastor Christian spoke an incredible message. The theme was nothing is impossible. That's a good theme to have. Uh, but we... Uh, Pastor Christian just felt led to take it another step. It's nothing is impossible for you. Because, you know, it's easy. Nothing's impossible for God, but nothing is impossible for you as well. That means the things that we've seen Jesus do in the gospel accounts, those things we're called to do. And not only that, but even greater things. And we just preached a message that we wanted to empower the church saying, you got this. You got this. You're taking this to another level. And Christian just had this burning in his heart. He didn't want to see a pattern of just guest speakers coming in and releasing the fire, going back home, and the guests again. But he wanted to really empower the church to believe that it's in them. They got it. And, and now that I'm hearing the testimonies of all these different mission trips, it's like the same story. I mean, in Myanmar, you know, from Thailand to Indonesia, that theme that God is placing on our hearts to empower empower the people of God, wherever they are. And so it was amazing. You know, I got to preach. It was awesome. Actually, you know, let me just say, uh, the lead pastor of Sinifo Gospel, you know, he took me aside and was like, you're gifted. And I said, thank you. And he said, um, you know, shoot, we should just invite you from now on. And I was like, oh, amen, amen, amen. Um, <laughs> That's why my husband's afraid to take me places. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say, no. I mean, no, it, it was awesome. I mean, he preached powerfully. I got to preach. It was powerful. But let me tell you, you know what the joy of my heart was? It was seeing the sons and daughters. It was seeing the team step it up. And that is why we bring a team with us in the first place. You know, at the end of each conference revival meeting, and it was a series of evening sessions, and Saturday was a day of seminars. Uh, but after the evening sessions, you know, me and Christian were two people. But when I looked around, I saw the team just praying for people. I saw them ministering to people. I saw them prophesying over people. On Saturday, we had four of our team members give seminars throughout the day. Cassandra gave a phenomenal seminar on justice. You know, uh, Chris Kim gave an amazing message, a seminar on worship, extravagant worship. Tina, she killed it with the power of the tongue. I mean, I got so many people telling me how incredible that seminar was, that it set them free. Um, and then we had, um, who am I missing? Tina, 
Cassandra. Oh, and Diana gave an awesome message on forgiveness. You can imagine. And what was cool about forgiveness was she then empowered the rest of the team. So she spoke, she taught on it, and then we broke up into smaller groups, and each of the remaining team members split up. And then we did forgiveness prayer H&D right there. And you just saw people sobbing, ministering, just, and not only that, the, the team, the FLM leaders and, and members themselves were ministering to one another. It was powerful. It was so cute. Actually, there's this incredible couple. I mean, FLM has awesome couples. Um, and there's this incredible couple, uh, this woman, um, Vicky, who has the most gorgeous sons, like two ridiculously cute sons. The whole team, we were obsessed with them. And, um, uh, while she was sharing during the kind of forgiveness time, she was crying. And uh, Jamie was like the official babysitter. And so she was watching out for the kids. They were like running around and going buck wild. And she's just like chasing them down. And uh, one, of the, one of the boys, he saw his mom crying. And she was sharing crying. And he walked up to her. And he took his little hand and just wiped away her tears. And he said, Mommy, don't cry. And then the younger boy came and, you know, he, he doesn't speak that well, but he just, boom, just gave his mom a big hug. Can you imagine? I was like, shoot, even the babies are ministering, you know? <laughs> even them young ones got empowered. And they laid their hands on their mom and she was receiving healing. I mean, I don't know what she was doing forgiveness for, but I know she was getting powerfully touched. And as the spiritual leaders of this house, can I tell you? I mean, it blessed Pastor Christian and myself. To see the sons and daughters rise up. And it just gave me revelation. Man, this is what God must feel about us. You know, we get nervous about wanting to say the right thing at the right time. Do things perfectly. We're afraid to make mistakes because we got to impress God. We got to strive. We got to be good. But let me tell you, it doesn't matter. I saw the sons and daughters of this house doing what they were doing. And it didn't matter if it wasn't perfect, if 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 they were eloquent or not. All I know is they stepped out in faith and in boldness. And I was just so pleased. I was so blessed. I was so ministered to. And God was saying, this is what... What I feel about you. And that just ministered powerfully to me. Because I think deep inside every single son and daughter, we want to please God, don't we? We have this desire where, God, I want to please you. I want to do this right. Not just, I don't want to do it right for me. I want to do it because I want you to be proud of me. It's just this, this childlike heart. And I just felt God saying, just simply when you step out. Man, my pleasure, it just is magnified. You know, Christian, he um, gave, Pastor Christian gave a a kind of like a recap of our trip back home. Um, And it was an, it was a good recap uh, for all the leaders in the house who listened to it. You know, sometimes my husband... You know, he's got this offensive sense of humor. I was joking with some of the Australia team members that I wish I had this thing, like, connected to his body that would zap him. You know what I mean? Every time he says something offensive, I'm like, you know, where he would just, like, shake and, or just like a, you know, something that would, like, beep, you know, before I know he's going to say something. It's like, beep. But anyway, no, no, no. He's, he's an incredible speaker. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about my side. Um, when I was in New York at that, my church, my home church, um, when I was at my home church, I had this incredible opportunity to preach to the youth group. 
And you know, can I be honest with you guys? I didn't want to do it. And I didn't want to do it because it was my home church. And it was like, they don't see me like that here. And I felt a struggle with just like, mm, I, I was afraid. My parents, you know, my brother was visiting. And I was just afraid to, to disappoint people. And I, I was kind of struggling with my unbelief a little bit. And I kind of, you know, they, were, they immediately gave Christian an opportunity to preach to the EN. But Christian was like, you should get them to invite you to preach to the youth. And as soon as he gave that suggestion, I was like physically like, you know, reacting like, no, no, no. <laughs> but as he continued to press and, you know, the, the door opened up. Initially, they said, share your testimony. I mean, I'm a lady. I'm a woman. And so, you know, their grid was share your testimony um, or share just a little bit of your story. And that's as much as they were willing to give me in the beginning. And, uh, but God opened up the door and Christian just, I mean, he's like my, you know, immediately he's like, you should get her to preach because she's a powerful preacher. And I'm just sitting there like, oh no, 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 stop, stop, stop. And, and then, you know, I got an amazing opportunity to preach. So here I am, I'm preaching to my own youth group in this small, tiny little room, but you know how, man, God is amazing. Because that very weekend, my old youth group pastor who's ministering in California now, he was visiting my youth group pastor. And not only that, but my youth group, his brother, who was also my youth group pastor after him was there. And they were both sitting in, you know, amongst a small group of youth group. I had my two youth group pastors staring right back at me. And not only that, my older brother was visiting as well. And so I have my older brother, my youth group pastor, my youth group pastor, and then me. And it was just, the moment worship started, I felt just God powerfully touching my heart. And it was like so bizarre. He said, do you remember you in youth group? <laughs> I was looking around, like looking at all these kids. And I was just like, look at these kids, you know, like look, look at what they're doing. And he said, do you remember you in youth group? And I just broke down. And just the faithfulness of God just washed over me. I couldn't believe who I was then. And the fact that I was able to stand there and preach a message. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Something that you guys may not know was my first message I ever preached in my life was when I was in youth group. It was when I was in youth group, one of the youth group pastors who was there, he gave me an opportunity to preach. I guess he saw something before I even saw it. And he said, listen, I want you to preach next Sunday. And I got so excited. I pretended to preach to my stuffed animals. Like I just got pumped up and I'm like, this message is going to be amazing. And I preached and it was like the worst message ever, ever. Like seriously, everyone was like this the whole time. And I was just like sweating. And afterwards he was like, good okay, that was okay. And I swore to myself after preaching that message, I will never ever preach again. I swore to myself, man, God, he is funny. He just knew. And here I am my second chance to preach to my youth group with my two youth group pastors staring at me, my, my brother staring at me. In the first time he ever listened to my message on podcast, I asked him, how was it? Because I was just dying for his affirmation. He was like, it was interesting. 
And I was just like, oh. And I walked away and my brother, my youth group pastor, my youth group pastor, and I just said to myself, you know what? This is not about me proving myself. And I looked at the youth and I said, God, they're hungry. I'm going to preach. And so I preached a message about supernatural being natural to the youth. And I preach with power, with authority, with precision. And can I tell you what my youth group leaders looked like the whole time I was preaching? Amen. Amen. Like they just like, like they just looked so excited. It was so weird. And I just realized for them, they just delighted. They delighted in watching one of their little itty bitty youth group members that was messing around, that was doing all sorts of things, that was so backslidden, that was in so much trouble. That youth group little girl standing in front of them preaching, their heart was just bursting. Man, that's God's heart for you and for me. Every single time you step out in faith, whether it's on a pulpit or whether it's to a friend in a restaurant. Whether it's on the phone talking with your parents, when you begin to step into your God-given authority, when you begin to know who you are and begin to move in boldness and in power, God is delighting over you. He's not sitting there with a report card grading you. That's what I was, I was afraid of that. I was afraid that my youth group pastors were going to sit there. Psh, well, she missed that or that was wrong or that was the end. The whole time. And I thought, man, God, this is your heart. This is your heart. When sons and daughters are empowered. And you know what? Not only is this God's heart for us, it's our mandate to release to others. God empowered us not so that we can walk around in power, but so that you and I can empower others. Do you know that you carry that kind of authority? You have the authority to empower somebody else. Wow, that's incredible. It doesn't matter if you're a full-time minister. It doesn't matter if you're just a, a working in education, if you're a teacher. It doesn't matter what occupation you have. It doesn't matter if you just got saved last week. If you believe in Jesus Christ and the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is residing inside of you, you got the power to empower somebody else. And so this Australia trip was just waves and waves and waves of that revelation. We weren't called to step in and be like, we here now, you know, we arrived. Now you guys are going to experience God. We were called to lift people up. We were called to lift people up and wow, the members and leaders at FLM, they are on fire. Let me tell you. Pastor Christian did this incredible altar call at the last night. Oh, before the last night, he did an altar call for specifically the pastors. And their pastors are incredible. And FLM went through a season without a pastor, actually. And they just got in a new EM pastor a couple of months ago. His name is Pastor John Ree, Susie's cousin. Um, I don't know if they're really cousins, but Ree's a small family. So you could just assume, you know, that they're really somehow. And so Susie Ree's cousin, Pastor John Ree, Ooh, he's a laid back guy. You know, he's, he says he's introvert. Um, but when we saw him and the more we 
you know, got to know him, the more he spent time with the team, just who he really was started to really shine. And uh, Pastor Christian did an altar call with the pastors, and he laid hands, and, and we prophesied over them. And then we got to Pastor John, and Pastor John, we laid hands, and it was like, boom. And he fell down under the power of God. And you know what? You know, manifestations like that are powerful, but it's really about the fruit. It's really about what happens after people fall. You know what I'm saying? And so he fell. And let me tell you, the next day when he was leading prayer, he was on fire. He was on fire. He was so on fire. It was just like, who are you? It was so crazy that our sister Cassandra, she was sitting in the just, and she started cracking up. Can you imagine? He's like leading prayer. And she's like, and if you know anything about Cassandra, she's not the type to, you know, cause a scene or, you know, she, you know, she's not the type to pay attention to me. She's very low key and, and chill and introvert, but she started busting out in laughter and she couldn't stop. She was just laughing and laughing. Everybody was like, what is going on? But the whole team was like, like, uh, you know, the people sitting and she was just like, and all of a sudden I just realized, wow, that is God's heart. That's God is delighting so much. His joy is abounding so much over his son being empowered. She was like, it was crazy. It was awesome. It was really funny because you know, she's uncomfortable with that. You know, so because we knew she was uncomfortable, we're just like, joy, joy, joy. She's like, stop. You know, just cracking up. But it wasn't just about God ministering to her. It was, I'm telling you, the timing was it was Pastor John and the Cassandra broke out with joy. God was just manifesting his heart. When his sons and daughters step up, that's his heart right there. He was filled with, you know, and the last night of ministry, Pastor Christian just got this word of knowledge. Don't have the team lay hands. Don't have the team lay hands. And so he had the team, team, you're the catchers tonight. So everybody get ready to catch. And he called up all of the FLM members and leaders and other uh, church. There was a couple of other churches that were representing that came out to the conference as well. All the leaders that received the fire the year before, he said, come up. You're going to give the fire tonight. And so they came up and they're just like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And the team is just praying in the spirit. We're just praying in the spirit. And he said, all right, go lay hands. All of you who want the fire come up. They came up. The altars were flooded. And here were FLMers, Aussies, stepping up, laying hands on people. And in the beginning, it was kind of like, you know, trickle, trickle, trickle. But it hit a point where the power of God fell. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Boom. Actually, Jane, uh, Jane used to come out to our church back in the day. Her husband, they're part of a church called the rock, um, out in Sydney, amazing church. And, uh, her husband came up and he was just like, you know, he had his hat backwards and he was just like calm, cool and collected. You know, Christian was just like, come on, David, come up. You pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. Come up. You know, <laughs> he gets all demanding. He gets all demanding when he's on the mic, you know? And so David comes up and he's like, so like calm. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And he just, you know, he's just praying in tongues just a little bit. And then he just laid his hand on this brother. And the moment he touched this guy's head, boom, he went down. And it wasn't like, ah, oh, 
it was like a boom. And then me and Cassandra were, you know, he was in the between us. So we're all like, no. But we just, we didn't make it. Like his one went, and we just like, and we just like threw a blanket over him and just prayed grace and walked away. But the power, man, the power of God through the Aussie leaders, it was manifesting. Woo! It was crazy. And Pastor John, at one point I turned and I looked at him. He was bright red in the face. And he was praying for someone like I'd never seen someone get prayed for. Like, like all, with all his heart, all his passion. And next thing you know, that guy went down. And we realized later on that was Pastor John's younger brother. And his younger brother decided to visit the conference that night. And he prayed and released the fire over his brother who was struggling. He was struggling in his faith and boom, through his hands. Can you imagine? And he just went down with him and he embraced, and he was just praying, crying. Both of them just powerful. And our team were just like, ah, like people were running around like, look, 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 what just happened? Like Susie was like, hey, like, I was like, people focus, you know, we're trying to catch here and they're having a party. But just seeing Pastor John moving in that kind of power. And I just, man, God was just saying, this is what it's all about. It's about the ministry of empowerment. It's about telling somebody else that they got the same thing that's inside of you. The same thing that's inside of you. And so it was so incredible. It was so incredible. You guys, the father's pleased with you no matter what. We see that passage in Matthew when Jesus was baptized the heavens opened up and the dove, a dove descended and came upon Jesus. And, and the father spoke and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. This is before Jesus did a single miracle. But let me just add on to that. When you step out in faith, God delights. And it's not about perfection. It's not about not making mistakes. It's not about doing every single thing right. It's not about that because sometimes we wait right? To step out in faith until we think we can do it right. It's not about that. It's about stepping out in faith just because you know that God's got you. Man, imagine, I mean, we have a new baby in the house, Judah. He's ridiculously cute and blonde. You know, I don't even know where his hair is. Um, and Judah, he doesn't have to do much for Taylor and Ashley to delight in him. Okay. And when he gets older and he begins to walk, even if he walks one step and falls down, you know what they're going to do? They're going to delight over him. They're going to have such joy. Every step that he takes forward, every step that he takes, knowing his identity, they are going to delight in him. They're not going to say, okay, Judah, you know what? This is what was wrong with that first, first step, okay? First of all, the angle and the degree in which you took that first step, it should have been, you know, they're not going to do that. And I feel like so many of you guys have been holding back because you've been waiting till you can be perfect. And God wants to break that off of all of you guys today. And he's saying, just take the step out now. Not only that, but returning back, uh, we got a chance to drive up to the H3 conference. And the H3 conference is a youth conference, youth retreat. Uh, four different churches are participating. Uh, Sarang's church, youth group ministry, um, 
Hallelujah's youth group ministry, OEM's youth group ministry, and Chigu Chun's youth group ministry. Four of them represented 280 kids, middle school and high school, English speaking, English speaking youth, all together in one hot. Hot. They didn't have no AC. Hot. All of you know some of our Aussie team members. They went. They came off the plane and went to the uh, retreat. And they were like, "Shoot, I feel like the missions just started." Dinah was like sweating because all of them. It was crazy. But but man, all of the leaders there kept saying, "Your church leaders are awesome." Man, there's something that they're carrying that's ministering so powerfully to the youth. And the testimonies, I mean, they, wow. The t- stories that even Ted was sharing with me of some of his small group members, you know, the things that they're doing right now. And can I tell you that, that made me more proud than me doing a seminar. Yeah, I did a seminar. I got a chance to preach on purity to a bunch of high school girls. And I was raw. And they were like, oh, mm. mm. you know, but I did it because they needed to hear it. But that, that, I mean, it was awesome to do that. But what blessed me more was seeing all the sons and daughters stepping up, stepping out. Cassandra did another seminar on justice while she was there. I mean, she's on fire. That girl, wow, she was ministering so powerfully in Australia to see her again at age three. I mean, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. You guys are called to empower Come on, say that. I'm called to empower. empower. You know, we, we already know that we're powerful. We've stepped into that revelation that God has given us power. We stepped into the revelation, the Isaiah 61 anointing, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners. We know that we are anointed, but it does not stop there. Now it's time to go out. And tell your neighbor that they're anointed as well. And that's one thing that God was speaking to me about humility. This is humility. Humility, true humility is not just knowing who you are in God. Not just knowing that you got gold inside of you. Not just to know your identity in Jesus Christ. But true humility is also recognizing that in other people. I'm going to treat you the same way I'm going to treat Jesus because he's inside of you. That's humility. I'm going to honor you the same way I'm going to honor my leader because that same spirit is inside of you. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love on you the same way because I know that in the spirit, you guys, we all carry that power. That's humility. And each of you guys here, you are all not just fire starters, but you are called to empower others. Myanmar empowered Japan empowered our teams in Indonesia, Thailand, all of these trips, all the testimonies I've been hearing from the leaders is that they were the focus, the thing that God was speaking to all of them was empower, raise up, lift up, encourage, edify all of the local leaders, pastors there. God is doing an amazing work. Amen. And you know, like pastor, uh, pastor Lisa, I don't know where that came from. Like Lisa, our uh, missions director was sharing leading up to the missions is this is a new dispensation. We're in a new dispensation, a new level of what our missions is 
We're going to five countries that we've been to before. God was doing something special. And I feel like a part of that new dispensation was a revelation that it's time to empower. I felt like we got a taste of it when we were in Thailand the, the couple of uh, months before. We got a taste of it in other nations. But I feel like this trip, it was like established. You know, I want you guys to just um, turn with me. We're going to look at uh, Matthew. And I'm just going to keep this really brief. Um, Matthew, Matthew. Hold on, let me just find it. What? Why can't I find it? Jesus feeds the 5,000. Oh, here we go. Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to look at 13 to 21. Matthew chapter 13 to 21. Um, I'll just read it and you guys can follow along. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. Uh, But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place. The day's now over. Send the crowds away to go into villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we only have five loaves here and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and take five loaves and two fish. And he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. He broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied, and they took up the 12 baskets full of broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Jesus fed the 5,000s. But you know what's interesting about this passage? Can you tell me when the food was actually multiplied? When Jesus gave the five loaves and the two fish into the disciples' hands, did it multiply then when he gave it to them? It was still five loaves and two fish. But when the disciples took the two fish and the five loaves and they gave it out, multiplication happened. You know, Pastor Benjamin, he gave this revelation and he said, the miracle is in your hands. The miracle is in your hands. You know why you and I are called to empower? It's because that was Jesus's ministry. His ministry wasn't to just do all the signs and all the wonders. He empowered the disciples to do them. He empowered, he gave them an opportunity to see, listen, when you do it, it multiplies. He could have easily multiplied it in his hands. Easily. Easily. But he gave that revelation. He wanted to give that truth to the disciples. I'm going to give you this food. It's still the same amount when it was in my hands, but watch when it's in your hands, it's going to multiply as you pass it out bit by bit by bit to each person. You're going to see it never ending. It's just not going to stop. That's the power that God has placed into our hands. He's saying the same miracles that Jesus did on this earth. It's in our hands now. If Jesus wanted to do all of the work, he wouldn't have ascended to heaven. He went to be with the Father because he knew the Holy Spirit was going to come down in power 
and empower the disciples to now move in that same anointing. And not only did it stop there, but those disciples empowered more disciples. And those disciples empowered more disciples. And you and I, we're not called just to be disciples that are empowered, but we're called to empower I just feel like God wants to get rid of the fear of failure. He wants to just take it out. He wants to get rid of that picture that we think of God grading us like a report card, checking off what you did right and checking off what you did that wasn't right. He wants to just race away that illustration that God is only interested in what you can do perfectly. That he's only interested in you stepping out in faith when you have it all together. I think he just wants to erase that mentality, that illustration. He wants you to know that today, today you carry the power to lift somebody else up. Come on, I want you to just close your eyes. And I just want you to understand that these mission trips that we're coming back with plunder. You know, we fought, and let me tell you, Myanmar especially, I heard that y'all went through some spiritual warfare, but we fight a battle that has plunder. That means when we go out to war and we fight, and sometimes we might get hit in there, it doesn't matter. When we return home, we come back with the gold. We come back with the possessions. We come back with the power. And I feel like the plunder that you're going to hear from all of the testimonies from all of the nations, they're for you. It's for you. Whether you went or not, it doesn't matter. It's your plunder to take. Come on, just cast out all unbelief right now. Cast it down. All unbelief that you're not good enough. Cast down all unbelief that you're not ready, that you're not, you know, this or that, that you can't step out in faith until you have everything all together. Just cast that unbelief down. Even where you're at, I feel like God has given you opportunities to be influential and to empower somebody, empower your boss, to empower your coworkers, to empower your family members, to empower your friends. I feel like God has surrounded each of you, the ability to empower somebody. Come on, we're going to take this time. I want all of you guys just to pray this prayer. God, I'm not going to wait anymore. This is my calling. This is my identity. I'm not just one to be filled. I'm one to fill others. I'm not one to receive. I'm one to also give what I freely received. And so let's just begin to pray in the spirit. If you have somebody on your heart, somebody that you know that God has been placing heavy on your heart, I want you to begin to pray for them. I want you to begin to see yourself empowering them ministering to them, giving life to them. And it's not about saying I'm your savior. It's about saying that you can come into contact with the one true savior. And let's just lift up our voices. Just cast out all doubt. Come on, let's pray. Yeah, God, I just thank you that you're doing something right now. That we don't need to go on mission trips, God. We don't need to leave this country to know, God, that there is a calling on our lives to empower Father, those around us, Lord. God, I just pray that you break off unbelief, that you break off all insecurity, that you break off this image, that you're a a judgmental God, that you're a God that that is checking off what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. 
but you're a God that is taking joy, taking delight. Father, and us just stepping out, Father. Jesus, I just thank you. You're taking us to another dispensation, a new level. Yeah, God, we just pray right now, Lord. I want to just give an opportunity for some of you guys who really have been struggling with this idea, struggling with feeling like you lack something, and that's why you can't step out. That's why you can't share the love of God to somebody else, or feeling like you're not good enough, you're not powerful enough, or whatever it may be, something that's holding you back from empowering somebody else. I feel like God wants to break those lies, those deceptions. Or maybe some of you guys have this image that God is grading you. That you can't do it unless it's perfect. That when you've stepped out before, you've made mistakes and you're afraid to make mistakes again. If that's you, I want you to just stand to your feet right now. God's going to break that off. And these testimonies that you've been hearing from these missions trips, starting from Myanmar, you're going to hear more as a... Next week comes, and I just feel like those testimonies, instead of saying, oh, that's good for them, you're going to begin to say, wow, I can do that. Wow, I'm called to do that. And I don't need to leave the country to do that. Come on, if you're, if you're um, sitting around someone that's standing to, your, to their feet, I want you to just lay hands on them right now. And I want you to begin to just release power. I want you to speak identity over them. I want you just to begin to declare yeah, that God is calling them to step out in faith. Come on, let's just all begin to pray and encourage and break the lies. Yeah, let's just pray. Come on, just gather around them. Let's turn around if those are around you. Leaders, if you guys can kind of spread out, make sure that everyone's getting prayed for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, say that you believe in them. Tell them that you believe in them. are qualified. The Lord says you are qualified.
God, I just, I just pray for every single person that's standing right now. And I just feel like the word of the Lord for each of you is love keeps no record of wrongs. And some of you guys are looking to the past and you've seen the mistakes that you've made. You've seen even maybe the people that you've hurt before in your zealousness or in your um, behavior or whatever it may be. I just feel like God is saying love keeps no record of wrongs. And he's saying that he's erased that. He's saying that he's done with that. He's saying that that's not even you anymore. That's not a part of your story anymore. And he's just bringing and breathing new life into each and every single one of you. And I just feel like God is saying that he's going to open up doors. He's going to open up your doors to begin to move out, to step out in faith, to begin to empower somebody right beside you, somebody close to you. So God, I thank you that you're breaking all deceptions right now. I thank you that what you've qualified, we will not disqualify, God. I thank you the blood of Jesus Christ has qualified every single son and daughter to move out, to step out in faith, Lord. And I thank you that you're establishing your qualification over every single person that's standing to their feet. You're breaking off all lies. Yeah, Lord, and you're going to use them powerfully. God's going to use you powerfully. He's going to use you powerfully. And so, Father, I just speak that and establish that, Lord. Yeah, God, I just thank you, Lord. I just thank you, God. Yeah, God. Come on, he's just healing hearts right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're not a judge that's just grading us. You're a father that loves us. You're a father that delights in us, God. You're a father that even when we may trip or fall, God, your joy and your delight overcomes us, Lord. And so, Father, for those that have been feeling condemned, those that have been feeling like they've been walking in shame, I thank you that you're just pouring your delight over them right now. I just seal the work that you're doing. And in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Come on, let's just give a warm clap offering to the Lord.